Time to show and tell now, shall we? What's good? beautiful people of the world. I'm Creator K and welcome to episode 42 of the Show and Tell podcast, a bi-monthly show on every first and third Tuesday of each month where a special guest and I share stories, music, and art that you should know about because sharing is caring. If you're listening for the first time, welcome. If you've listened before, welcome back. Regardless of what group you fall into, I hope this episode finds you well. Good health, good spirits, positive vibes unto you. And you look good today. Yeah, you look good today. Joining me on the show for this episode is singer, songwriter, and DJ Malia, a talented artist with silky smooth vocals who is finally ready to let her voice be heard with her debut EP set to drop very soon. In part one of the episode, Malia talks about how music was rooted so deeply in her upbringing that it was only natural for her to pick up the mic and make music of her own. She also touches on how she, like many other artists, is a perfectionist and how she's battled that mentality with the help of her manager and producer, a name you've heard before if you've been a listener of the show. Lastly, we chat about the idea of failure and how it can be eradicated from the mind with one simple way of thinking. In part two, we pick up where part one ends in talking about spirituality as Malia shares an item that is a symbol of her interest and belief in energy. Now with that said, please put down your pencils, get up from your seats, come over to the carpet and sit Chris cross applesauce please it's time for show and tell welcome to episode 42 of the show and tell podcast i'm your host i am your only host no one else is allowed to be your host creator k and joining me on the show today is singer songwriter dj let me clear my throat. <clears throat> Malia, what's good? Hey, how's it going? How, I'm I'm good. How are you? I'm chilling. I'm good. Yeah, we we were talking briefly earlier. We're both tired, so this is uh yeah. this is gonna be a tired episode of Show and Tell, but it's still gonna be equally as entertaining as <laughs> every other episode in the past. So uh, sit tight and and yeah. So Malia, why don't you tell the audience? who you are and what you do if they don't already know. Yes. Um, well, my name is Malia. I'm currently a resident in Boston, Massachusetts. Don't know how I ended up here, but that's where I am. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, like you said, a singer, songwriter, DJ. Um, I've been around music my entire life. I don't, I feel like at this point, I like don't have a choice. <laughs> um, it's just so <laughs> embedded. I feel like it's my DNA that it's like, I have to be doing it at all times. I've just actually recently started songwriting for other people, which I'm super excited about. Um, as well as, well, right now, it's been very difficult to DJ, which has been really sad because I love DJing. Um, so that's kind of been on the pause lately. But yeah, um, when I'm not doing those things, I'm working as an optician at Warby Parker, helping people like see and <laughs> get really cool glasses. Yeah. Well, stuff about me. Wow, you do a lot. You're doing a lot. Yeah, it's it's. I don't know. I, I feel like I always could be doing more, which is the funny part. I feel like people are always like, "Oh my god!" Like you're always doing something. You're always running around. I'm just like, this is normal. <laughs> just, yeah. I feel like because when I'm, I feel like when I'm not doing multiple things, like I, it just, it just doesn't feel right. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm used to being busy and like occupied and. Um, a lot of the stuff is stuff that I love doing too. So it doesn't, it doesn't seem so like so much, you know? Right. I totally resonate with that. I feel like I, I work too much, but I don't work hard enough at the same time. And when mm. I'm not doing things, it's like anxiety, anxiety, you need to be doing right. something right now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All the anxiety. <laughs> Balance, you know? Balance. Yes. It's not <laughs> something I'm good at practicing, but I'm working on it. I'm sure so many other people are working on it as oh well. Oh my god, yeah. I it's, mean, it's, it's not something you can perfect, obviously. Yeah, it's a process. You know, I'm, I'm it's I'm learning to be more gentle with myself. <laughs> um, that's good. That's, that's the big. That's the big thing. You know, um, perfectionism is a bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I uh, I want to ask you more about your perspective on perfectionism because I'm also a uh, perfectionist. But before we get into that. Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about your musical background, because you say that it's something that you can't even really escape now. And did you grow up in a musical background with a oh, musical yeah. background? Absolutely. Um, I always tell people like people always ask me, like, 
like, are you trained? Like, how long have you been singing? And, like, I always say I've been singing since I could talk because <laughs> that's literally, like, what I remember. Like, like, I think my earliest memory of singing is, like, singing karaoke in my grandparents' house in Chicago because um, um, my mom's side is Filipino, right? So, like, if you're Filipino, you know, like, karaoke is, like, part of the culture. It's a huge thing. It's, like, that. it's, it's what everyone does, especially around, like, holiday time. And, um, you know, I think my family noticed that I had, like, a nice voice since I was little. So they would always make me sing <laughs> for everybody. Like, I don't know, if you're Filipino, you can relate. It's, like, if you have a talent, like, they always want to show you off and, like, you know, so I feel like um, that had a big part in it. My grandmother, um, she had like three pianos, <laughs> like legit in one room <laughs> at their house. Like I was always at, like I grew up at my grandparents' house um, probably till I was like six. Um, I was there in Chicago and yeah, there was like three pianos in the living room. <laughs> um, she would be playing like all the time. My mom, um, you know, is a piano player. She plays violin and accordion as well. Um, and on top of that, like growing up, uh, I always had like a recording studio in my house. Uh, she was always super, super into music. Um, like I have pictures of myself, like like baby Malia, like literally looked like an alien, like, <laughs> like that fresh <laughs> of a baby, like in the studio, you know, in my dad's arms, like laying down I was, vocals. Like, yeah, I know, right? Literally, <laughs> probably from the womb, but like. Um, yeah, I've just always been around it. Um, like high school, I helped my mom run sessions out of our house, like all the time. We had like Durham's finest rappers <laughs> come through our house when I was in North Carolina. So yeah, I just, music is my life. <laughs> wow. So your, your mom, was she a producer or engineer or was she a recording artist as well? Yeah. So she was a producer and an engineer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, it's so funny because like she has no voice, like she cannot sing. <laughs> That's what's <laughs> but, funny because like literally no one in my family can sing. And like wow. I'm like, where did I get this from? <laughs> but but she obviously has an ear for for good oh, music absolutely. though. Yeah, I mean you have Real, to amazing yeah. ear. Yeah. Yeah. So is there anything you know? How how has that background? How have your parents and your upbringing influenced your style and just perspective on music? I think that like with my mom specifically because um, she was it was really her you know that raised me. It was like, like I said, it was one of those things like music was always playing, you know what I mean? And I think um, it's always had a very like, what's the like, phrase, like, um, like deeply emotional kind of like tether. Because mm -hmm. um, I feel like, you know, like some people like, you know, they listen to music casually or like, you know, it's a lot of like mainstream, like pop or like they just listen to it to work out. But like, I feel like um, the way I was raised around music, it was more of like a, a form of art and expression than anything else. You know what I mean? Um, because when we were making music, like, you know, there are people that make music to make hits and then there are people that make music to like express themselves, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like rather mm -hmm. than thinking about, okay, how is this going to come out? It's more like, okay, like how do I spill my soul and guts onto the, onto the page and like, how can I make it cohesive? And, you know, like, um, understandable, you know, and relatable. Um, I think that's the answer to your question. I'm not sure no, <laughs> if that no. was like clear or not. Like, no, I think it, no, I, I think it is. I think just, you know, just being around it and having it, like you said, just having music all the time playing in the background and having people who are just involved in creating music. I feel like that just instills that creative aspect inside of you. So I can imagine that. Yeah. It's just, it, it's almost like an unspoken thing. So I, I, I know where you're coming from. I, I get what you're saying. A lot of it too is uh, my mom always had like, she was always super, super about um, the community and like helping people. Like that that was her end goal, honestly, at the end of the day. Um, like when she had, like her goal was to like really like get a grassroots label up and running and, you know, think life happened and, you know, that didn't work out in the end. But like, I think I, I really picked up a lot of that from her. It's just kind of like, using music as a um method of, of healing and, and really um just like bringing people together um and i i think that you know that that definitely like stayed with me you know what i mean and kind of like you know even though she kind of gave up on that that dream like i kind of like feel like i'm kind of carrying that on but like in my own way right i mean that's that's how it should be in my opinion uh and I'm not one to try to project my opinions onto other people, but I feel like other people should have that same opinion too. Cause I just don't, I'll never understand the people who are just making music to make a buck. I mean, I, I get it. I, I, 
I get it, but at the same time, I just don't get it because I really feel like it is just it's about making the art and the process and stuff. Everybody knows this about me because we're like 40 episodes in and I'm like beating a dead horse when I say <laughs> this this stuff. But I really like, you know, when people are just making music just to to make money, it's, it's almost like I don't know if I believe you because I, I, I don't know. It's it's such a weird concept. I don't know if I've really ever met anybody personally who's yeah. like that. Yeah. I mean, like I did work with this one. There was like one time I was went to Miami a lot because I have a friend down there. Um, and there was this one producer I worked with and he, they're super talented. You know what I'm saying? And like I really enjoyed working with them. But it was the first time I had like gotten to a room and they were like, OK, like what's going to sound cool here? Like what are the people going to like? Like what are you know what I mean? Like I'd never written with that in mind and I and I know that like a lot of especially with mainstream music that's like what those songwriting the rooms look like when people are songwriting and stuff like that like right you know they're thinking about you know what's going to be catchy or you know like what what's the like the cool like slang you know what I mean like that they can use or like whatever you know it may be but um it was just different you know what I mean and it wasn't exactly like something that I had been around and it was just interesting to see that perspective because that's not it's not really how I go about things, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. It's more about, like, how, how does the record make you feel? Like, what are the emotions mm -hmm. that come out when you hear this song? Like, you know what I mean? And how do we put that into words? Actually? Yeah, 100% um, agree. Yeah, I think I think when you think about it as, like, how is this going to resonate with the listener? I, I get it from that perspective, but when it's, like, how are we going to make money or right. how are we going to make make it sound this way to appeal? That's where it just gets a little, like, foggy. It's just kind of... Like I said, I get it. I'm a cynic, so I get it. <laughs> I try not to dwell on it for too long. There's too many things to dwell on that create negativity, and uh, that's one thing that's out of my control. So uh, right, let's right. We, we can we can move on from that. Yeah. Basically, long story short, you're making music for the right reasons. So mm -hmm. respect. <laughs> Thanks, man. So before we get into any more chatter, this is something I like to do. When I have musical guests on the show, I like to play a couple of tracks to give the listeners a taste of the music that they make. Is that something that you would be cool with? Yeah, absolutely. I actually, um, I emailed you an unreleased one. Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah, if you want to play that, they're like totally cool to play that if you'd like. Okay. Yeah, I haven't checked. Uh, I haven't seen that email. So why don't you just tell me a little bit about the track and then we can get into it. Yeah, um, so basically uh, the track is called About Time. It's going to be off of uh, my upcoming EP uh, titled Supernova. I fucking love this song. Honestly, it's one of my favorites um, off of the EP. So we started producing it, um, I want to say like almost a year ago at this point, like literally last December. Um, me, uh, Rilla, uh, for any of you who don't know, Rilla Force. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, shout out producer. Rilla. I know, shout out Rilla, producer, engineer, manager, DJ, um, the, literally everything under the sun he does. Um, I've been working with him for years and um, we linked up with Leo the Kind, um, who is doing amazingly right now. Um, he's popping the fuck off <laughs> and I'm super, super happy for him um so we got in a room you know we started just making a couple beats um and this was one of the the uh, compositions that we came up with and it didn't really get fully fleshed out until probably like the last like um like four or five months it's you know as, as shitty as this covid shit has been like it, it did give me like a lot of time to like work on my music which was right. you know really good because it's hard with a day job like you know so this was one of those things where it's like okay like I was having trouble writing, you know, and this is one of the things as an artist, I feel like I struggle with the most sometimes just getting the fuck out of my own head. Mm. Um, and I was struggling to kind of like write to the song or come up with lyrics. And I was like talking to Rilla, I was like, yo, like the fuck, like help, <laughs> you know? And he tries to get me to like stop, rely like I rely on him too much for stuff. And, you know, um, with good reason, you know, he, he tries to push me to be like, okay, like, how can you figure this out on your own? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what does mm -hmm. this, like, and that's a lot of the big, like, one of the big things that he always asks me, you know, when I'm struggling to, to come up with um, lyrics is like, okay, like, what does the song make you feel? Like, how does it make you feel? How can you, like, write a couple words and then, like, go from there, right? Mm -hmm. um, so with this song, I was like, yo, like, this song is, like, sexy as shit, right? But it's like, I don't want it to be like the record like I don't want the record to be about sex because like I'm a pretty like reserved person when it comes to that shit so I was like okay 
how do I express what, like what the song is making me feel? Because it felt like more like in my mind, like sexy isn't being naked and like talking about licking and touching and shit. And that like that's all well and fine, right? In my mind, like something like something really sexy is something that's like a deep connection. You know what I mean? Something that's more on just like a physical um, level. Right, like and, sapiosexuality. Right, yeah, like it's about that mind connection, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but even deeper than that, it's like it goes beyond this this <laughs> dimension. Um, sorry, I'm like super like spiritual, so if I say no, say hey, so <laughs> preaching to the choir. <laughs> so sometimes people look at me like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Um, but yeah, no, for me, it's just like it's it's something that transcends, you know, the physical realm. Um, I started like the first line was like, it's about time. Like, cause I feel like um, sometimes I write from my perspective and sometimes I write from like the collective perspective, if that makes sense. Like mm-hmm. if I'm having trouble, you know, I guess with the way culture is, I feel like a lot of people like are waiting on love. You know what I mean? Like, especially me, like personally, like I haven't found that person yet. Right. So it's like imagining what it would be like if I did and like, what that would look like so that's really what that's what the song is about like it's about time that you're mine is like the first lyric um so basically it's about kind of like meeting someone feeling like you've already known them feeling like yo like we've definitely like done this before in a different life and it's like dope that we can like do this now <laughs> so yeah that, that i like that say no more let's get it <laughs> let's get into the track and we'll see you on the other side it's about time that you were mine I'm impatiently waiting on you So come through You don't have to fight it No, I'm usually shy But I know that I want you Know that I've been scared before But I opened up the door Life's too short to be afraid of wanting more On and on our story goes We just made, but I know your soul Pure light and it shows Never would have thought I'd have you on my line I can't wait to see you after all this time Dreams can be deceiving
that was about time. That's one of insert number here. How many tracks on this EP? Eight, eight tracks. Yeah, yes. it's a long, it's a long EP. <laughs> it's like I just, I don't know. I feel like anxious about calling things albums. I feel like that's so like, it feels like too like concrete. Like, I don't know. I have anxiety about dropping my music in general. Like to be honest, a lot of the songs on this project are like three years old. <laughs> no lie. Wow. Like, yeah. <laughs> why? Why? Why is that? Um. I think it's like part of like partially like that perfectionist thing we were talking about earlier. A lot of it too, I feel like had to do with like me just like not being confident in my music. Like I'm like, oh, are people gonna like it? Like if I put it out, will anyone even listen to it? Will anyone care? Give a fuck? Like I'm, like spilling my fucking soul on the page and like what if like it gets three plays? You know what I mean? Like just thinking about all these like what what, what will happen instead of just like fucking doing it. Um, and I feel like recently I've definitely developed a. a way stronger um confidence in like what the the things that i've been creating but doing less second guessing than right. i have in the past um, yeah trusting your first instinct your gut as they say exactly exactly and um also just like making some dope ass shit that i like really love and like realize just like yo like who gives a fuck <laughs> if no one likes it like i fuck with it heavy you know what i mean and that's all that really matters and like whatever happens from there is cool you know but i think that's the important part is just like really loving what i'm making you know and i feel like as long as there's that like i'm good <laughs> right yeah i in speaking with other artists who have released debut projects or just projects that really mean something to them and they feel like they're making the things that they really want to be making it just seems like failure isn't really something that it can even exist in that in that world yeah. because yeah. you put it out and it's I'm something to... you're happy with yeah <laughs> yeah and i think that's that's been like the biggest i feel like fear i guess you cut out a little bit what's the what's the fear that you have oh yeah no i was saying that um i think the biggest fear um is that is that failure you know what i mean mm. is that mm -hmm. like you know you put it out and it's like like it doesn't touch anybody it doesn't you know like but like you were saying, like, it's non-existent, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because like, the only fa failure is really you not put putting it out <laughs> right. at the end of the day, <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? Because like, another thing that I've realized recently is like, wh what may seem like old music to me is like still fresh to everyone else. You know what I mean? Like they haven't heard it yet. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> you know, I've been sitting with some of these songs for years. It's like, no one's heard them, you know? Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I, it's, that's something that uh, Malik Elijah a couple episodes ago mentioned. He's like, you know, getting through that hump where you've played the same song in your head or just through the speakers quite literally for yeah. two years and yeah. thinking, damn, I don't know if I like this anymore, but then right. you have to listen Clearly. to it from the perspective of the people who haven't heard it at all. And I exactly. feel like that like rejuvenates uh, the energy to get that shit done. Oh yeah. Like there's songs that aren't even on this project. And it's actually funny because like, I want to say like maybe two or three songs on the project are old, but everything else I want to say was done like this year, weirdly mm. enough. But like, I still am sitting on like so many other songs <laughs> that are like in different stages of the process. Some are completely done. Some are like just a beat. You know what I mean? Right. Um, but it's like not even all of it. And it's crazy. I'm like, yo, like I have like three, probably enough songs for like three other projects lined up you know um, yeah that's really interesting that you have a couple like a couple of them are really old and some of them are not old at all or new that's the word that people use the yeah. opposite of old <laughs> um that's really interesting that that your mind when you were making these songs you know two or three years ago and obviously working on them up till this point and the songs that you have been making now they they still are of the same similar energy and same mind are you tapping back into where you were two or three years ago with the songs that you've been working on now that are completing this EP or, or what, what is that process? I find that so interesting that they span such a wide range of uh, yeah. time, but they still are on the same project together. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, it's funny because like when I was first starting to make stuff with Rilla, like Rilla's like the first, like he's the first producer that I worked with who like really knows what the fuck he's doing. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. No, he takes he, this shit seriously. Not, yeah like he he because i feel like I'll, it's funny because like i tell people i sing all the time and i feel like they really don't take me seriously you know what i mean like they they hear it but they're not like you know I, and i feel like that's the same with like production like a lot of people say that they're producers and like they're, they're not they're like beat makers you know what i mean but like mm -hmm. rilla's like a producer like he's 
he has the technical skill he has the ear what he has that I think like a lot of other people don't have like you know other than the passion everything like he he knows how to produce music like Quincy Jones you know what I mean like he he can like listen to a song and like help develop an artist and like you know create like an actual like composition like a record like something that that is more than just like it has layers you know what I mean there's depth to it and so he's the first person I've worked with um that's has the ability to to work like that and um early on in the process like I didn't know what the fuck I was doing I was like I don't know what my song I don't know what my sound is I don't know what we're making I don't know what I want to make like I didn't even know how to explain to him like the vibe I was going for it's like a fucking it's a funny like running joke because he, like when we one of our first um meetings together I was trying to describe the sound I was going for and I was like you know like ethereal like airy he's like what the fuck is ethereal that's <laughs> like, one of my go-to words <laughs> um and that's now it's just word. like yeah but it's like that's somehow we've come out with that sound you know what I mean but he didn't know what the fuck that meant you know what I mean but it's like after <laughs> spending so long together and working together for such a period you know and he, he's been saying this from the beginning like it comes with time you know what i'm saying instead of trying to focus on on too much like what your image is or you know too much of what you know because like a lot of the records we were making sounded so different that i was like how is this going to be cohesive i don't even know what my genre is i have no way to play he's like don't worry about that just make more music and it'll mm. come and that's what happened <laughs> you know what i mean because like for the longest time I had I had trouble just even finishing songs you know like I would sit on songs for months like I would just do covers instead and like you know but I finally got to a point like this year you know um especially and I think like COVID had a lot to do with that you know where I was just like okay fuck it like I really need to start finishing songs because like I just didn't want to be stuck in that limbo forever but I feel like you know I finally reached a point this year where I was finishing songs enough to like actually like put them together on a playlist and like see how they like sound with each other and see like how they flow um because you know like when you listen when the project drops like if you were to listen to these songs like individually as singles like none of them would sound the same mm -hmm. you know they're all like they all have like a different sound to them but they are all uniquely me yeah it's like it's it's like you just figured it out you know like you said and like Rilla said to you you just got to you just got to keep at it and keep making shit and then shit's going to make mm -hmm. sense. And it seems like that's kind of the case. Like you had stuff that was in a good place, but you might not have known what to do with it. And then, you know, in working at it for a couple of years and obviously with COVID, if, if there's anything that good that's come out of COVID, it's stuff like that. <laughs> People oh, being yeah, forced like to, to work on shit like that. But it, it clearly, it, it gave you, you know, you've, you've gained the experience to like hash out where you were at with the song at the time and like maybe mm -hmm. give it new meaning, which is really cool yeah but it's cool i'm excited yeah i'm i'm excited too i mean like you know there's a couple tracks already out that are going to be on the project one of which i would love to play next if yeah. that's all right with you actually so there's two other ones that are already out do you want mm -hmm. me to pick between the two or do you want to pick no you can pick okay play whatever you like so the pressure's on <laughs> uh <laughs> so i'm gonna go with we already featuring mason because cool. it's a vibe what would all of it mean without the nicer things? Diamonds on your rings, gold all in your chains. Live it for the day, no matter what they say. Fast cars, tight cars, no cities. What's the point if you ain't this pretty? Suddenly it seems we can't live out our dreams. What a
cry laughing. Oh, but you poppin' little firecracker. Shit's still dark when these lights flashing. You live your life on a timetable, but I'm not sure what might happen next. I can't gauge my happiness. I can't gauge this love of mine. Playing too cool, I haven't stressed. Had a tea party with my nieces. Threw around a ball with my nephews. Caught the sunrise on some beaches. We just doing all that we can do. Drove around the city in a Uber. Let us drink some wine in the back. Thinking that I might be a loser. Then I felt fine and relaxed. I have the write-up because Rilla sent me this song. That's how we got connected on a more personal level. I already knew who you were before uh, Rilla reached out. But Rilla sent me this song to listen to, and I did, and I liked it, and I still like it, and I'm going to like it when the project comes out. But the, the write-up was really nice because it you know gave some insight into the mindset going into the song and, and what your intention is with the meaning. And I'm just going to read it a little bit. The record was created during quarantine and reflects on the importance of appreciating the little things in life rather than focusing on society's version of success. Now more than ever, nothing is guaranteed. First of all, facts. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> uh, it's that's crazy real. Crazy wild fuck right now. <laughs> uh, yeah, but no, I mean it, yeah, it's it's funny cuz we were just talking about quarantine and it's forced us to work, you know, we've have more time to work on our craft, but also appreciate the little things, which I think Sometimes our craft can be like a little thing, like there's little nuances that we can appreciate, which is really cool. But I like the part about focusing on rather than focusing on society's version of success, because we talked about failure a little bit and, you know, fear of failure. And that's that's a common topic that comes up in this on this podcast and just just in general. I mean, it's a it's a big thing among artists, uh, just fear of failure and, and whatnot. How have you been able to overcome society's standards and you know, because we, cause we talked about how like, you know, failure doesn't even seem like it's a, a tangible thing when you're making things that you want to be making. And that's what gives you most happiness. And that's what feels like success. How, how have you gained that mindset? And is that something that you're still working at? Or do you feel like you've, you've hit a point where like, that's something you truly believe in? Or is it something that you're still working at? Yeah. Oh my God. It's something I struggle with, like literally on the daily. You know what I mean? It's, it's one of those things. It's like, um, I feel like it's easier to like, verbally acknowledge it and like you know like mentally be like okay like I know that this shit is literally all just made up and stupid but also like I grew up here and like what like these are like things that have been ingrained like since like inception <laughs> probably you know mm -hmm. um and it's it's not a simple thing you know I feel like um we all want validation. We all want to feel accepted, you know? Um, so like to break away from like what everyone else perceives, you know, it can be really fucking tough. Um, so yeah, no, I feel like it, for me, it's definitely like a work in progress, like constant daily thing. What I try to focus on, <laughs> what, what makes me the happiest, <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And like what that is, is really just, um expression you know and so really just focusing on like on those things that make me happy and like regardless of whether you know it makes sense to other people <laughs> right um so yeah does that answer the question no totally yeah because okay. because <laughs> yeah i'd love for you to expand on the because i i meant to read the last sentence um of this write-up because mm -hmm. you say that this song is a call for everyone to see that we don't have to seek out that ever elusive happiness that comes with success because we already made it. What exactly did you, do you yeah. mean by that? Is, is that just kind of a self-acceptance thing? Part of it, yeah. I just feel like, I don't know, with, especially with the media and like in America specifically, like I don't know how it is in other countries, you know, but I would assume like it's similar because I feel like everywhere is becoming so westernized. Anyways, I feel like here, like there's a projection of like, what's a successful person right and it's mm -hmm. like you always see like a doctor or a lawyer you're making good money you have the house you have the car you got the two kids and the picket fence and like you know like the american dream or like 
or even as a musician, you know what I mean? Like you got bitches, you've got fucking chains, you've got, you know, you're in a, you know, like I was saying in the song, like you, there's like a different city every night. There's like a fucking tiger in there. You know what I mean? Just like right. all this extravagant fucking bullshit. You know what I mean? It's all material, you know? And so to, to gauge your success on material shit, like, I feel like is not it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like as long as you're at peace and happy in your own and, you know, like you can, you know, have a tea party with your, your nieces, like Mason was saying in the verse, or like, you know, you can just like kick in an Uber and like, you know, you don't have to be doing all this extra ass shit to be happy. And I feel like we're always being told, like it's all constantly being fed to us by the media. Like, you know, like you need to have this and you need to, you know what I mean? But like, it's about appreciating like, Hey, I have a fucking roof over my head. I can, I don't have to worry about my next meal. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like just taking like the little things and like being like, okay, like I can be content with this instead of always searching for like fulfillment, like outside of yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm on social media and I feel like that <laughs> I I that is really the shit that gets fed to you all the time because everybody's showing their best selves and their best mm-hmm. life and absolutely. I'm sure there's You're people a Instagram addict. Like I'm oh, yeah. on Instagram all the time and it sucks. <laughs> you know what I mean? But like it's like and that's a really it's that's the funny dichotomy about it because it's like I realize these things, but I'm still like spent like my fucking iPhone is telling me you spent spend five hours a day on your phone, and I'm like, right. Fuck? Well, yeah, and you also can't <laughs> as a as an artist. I really, you know, just given how well, see, this guy, it's, it's so it's such an interesting conversation because if you if you don't if you believe that happiness doesn't come from like the material success, then this shit shouldn't matter. But because it's something that's hard for me and pretty much everybody else to to battle with, I always say as artists it's hard to separate from social media because we need it to gain attention and when i when i say that i mean i mean like to get if you're making art you want people to see it um obviously hopefully you are making it for yourself and again i'm not perfect i i want people to see the things that i'm making and other artists would would be lying if they said otherwise i think um mm-hmm. so you need social media to to reach people that because that's just how we communicate with each other and because of that you have to be on the app and then you are seeing all of these people with glitz and glamour and this this material success that you speak of so it is really hard to escape mm-hmm. absolutely but like you said it's like if that's if you can beat that if you can like knock that down and like realize that happiness doesn't come from that then i guess that really isn't an issue then you don't have to be on so it's so yeah i yeah it's yeah. it's no, I, <laughs> it's a hard one man and like i don't know a lot of this too i feel like i these are some realizations that um came from doing uh this really super intense meditation retreat about three years ago um i don't know if you've ever heard of vipassana um uh, no i haven't yeah but it's like literally thousands of years old it's it's literally the um meditation technique that buddha came up with while he was becoming enlightened like oh, okay and it's it's super awesome because it's it's free like it's a 10-day retreat you know what i mean and it's it's funny because i always have to tell people like this ain't no vacation <laughs> you ain't getting like massages and like you know what i mean like when you say meditation retreat it's like oh yoga green tea like no <laughs> <laughs> like it is a boot camp <laughs> mm. you know what i mean one of the big themes with Vipassana is getting rid of attachment. <laughs> mm. um, basically, like, attachment is the root of misery. That's, like, one of the biggest things that they taught, you know, is just, like, the way to really be happy is to not be affected by anything. <laughs> um, and it, it's, it's, like, very hard. Like, I haven't practiced in so long, but I can tell you, I have never felt that at peace in my entire fucking life as, as after like I spent 10 days there and it was the hardest thing I've ever had to do, but it was like the most crazy experience. (laughs) Um, And I think that's where I draw some of that too, is like um, this constant want, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Is is something that like, it's just, you'll never be happy. It's like, you're always like wanting shit and like being attached to shit. Wow. 
I mean, that sounds amazing. I it's it's weird how when you were mentioning it, I wasn't thinking about money, but I if I were to go to that and find out, hey, this costs like two hundred dollars, that wouldn't even phase me just because of how mm-hmm. we operate. But the fact I mm-hmm. think that's really cool that it is free. Yeah, and that's the intention. It was made with the intent, like it it, it is free. It has always been free, and it will always be free. Um, I tell everyone you know that I meet like if the, if meditation comes up. I feel like everyone needs to go to Vipassana once in their life, like everybody, because it's it's not it's not tied to any religion or or God or anything. It's completely separate of that. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, it was it, it was super fucking hard. Like I literally threw up the first day <laughs> because wow. it was just like that intense. And everyone has different like, you know, um, right. experiences. But um, it, it definitely gave like a very real very necessary perspective on things i'm i'm interested obviously there's like a recency bias thing like i feel like whenever i you know t- speaking about this or, or hearing some incredible wisdom and, and advice or perspective it resonates really hard right away and mm. just trying to carry that with me and i feel like a lot of other people would agree is the hard mm-hmm. part just because it kind of <laughs> yeah. you, you get sucked <laughs> back in so oh yeah um shit like that therapy I feel like that's the kind of stuff that that will help you find ways to carry that same energy that yeah, you oh feel God, when you have these conversations. Therapy, another thing that everyone needs. <laughs> yeah, I do. I don't go to it right now. I, mm-hmm. but I, yeah, I could, I could use it. Everybody <laughs> could use it. I mean, just even if you're, even yeah. if you're, you think you're fine, I think you could use it. No, um, absolutely. And the, yeah. I say this all the time because I feel like there's such a stigma about it. Um, I started therapy like right before COVID, and I'm so fucking glad. Like the timing of it was insane. Um, because I don't, I don't know if I would have been able to get through it the way I did if I didn't have that. Mm. But yeah, no, I think there's such a huge stigma <laughs> around mental health and, and therapy and, and all this stuff. Like everyone's so, so against, I guess. So, so everyone's against seeming like crazy. You know what right. I mean? I feel like we're all expected to put on this like front all the time. And that's another thing I, I hate about <laughs> life is that we're just all expected to like be robots basically. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> um, I also feel like it, it, some, sometimes mental health is normalized in a, in a bad way. Like, it should be normalized in the sense that it's it's totally natural and should be accepted. But sometimes yeah. it's it's so normalized that it feels like people are like, yeah, I'll just get over it. Like it, it it's normalized in a weird way. It's not mm-hmm. sometimes seen as as what it actually is. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in that people aren't going to seek out external methods of help to, to overcome it. I feel like that kind of plays mm-hmm. into it as well. Yeah. And I feel like like no one should have to like deal with shit alone you know, and I think, like, that's the awesome part about therapy, at least with me personally, like, I, I, I got super lucky and found a therapist that I completely vibe with and completely trust, like, off bat, you know what I mean, sometimes, you know, it takes people a while to find that person, but to have, like, a third person party be able to, like, sort your thoughts for you and be like, yo, this is how you can help yourself be better, and, like, not feel like a certain way all the time you know and it's it's a process it's not like you go for three weeks and you're like oh, okay i'm healed now like you know mm-hmm. what i mean like it's yeah. a constant thing um but it's helpful you know like to have just like an unbiased person to talk to who's like it's their fucking job like to help you sort your shit out <laughs> you know what i mean right. um yeah it, it's been invaluable honestly it's been a really really good experience so. that's that's good I'm i'm glad to hear it I think, let me see. How do I want to phrase this? I don't even know. I blanked. I was, I was going to look at that. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> no worries. This is, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's, it's been a long a, day, bro. It's been a long day. <laughs> staring at a screen for very oh, long. Um, I think regardless of how nervous you might be or excited or whatever emotions you have about your EP coming out. Anxious. Anxious. Yeah. I, it's going to be great. I think, you know, if the rest of the music sounds anything like the tracks that are already out, and I think people would agree, having heard a couple of them, I think they'll enjoy it. Um, Obviously, at the end of the show, you can tell everybody where to listen to it. I think at the time of recording, it's not, or at the time of the release, I don't think it's out yet, right? I don't think there's a release date set. Okay. Not not yet. There was, but uh, that Mercury retrograde fucked everything all the way up. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's like it's not a real project if it doesn't get delayed. That's what I always say. Yeah, right. 
<laughs> but people should go listen to it when it comes out and obviously on our socials we will push it to uh to keep everybody up to date on it so it's i'm so excited yeah i'm excited don't be so anxious it'll it'll be great <laughs> <laughs> thank you <laughs> yeah so we'll end off part one there but it's not over we'll be back in part two with show and tell and more Welcome back to the show. This is part two of the show where I asked the guest to bring in an item of significance. Funnily enough, this segment's called Show and Tell. That's why I named this whole project Show and Tell. Isn't that fun <laughs> how that works? Yeah, I think so. So creative. I love it. Thank you. That's why the, that's why I call myself Creator K. Everything's linked. All I'm, I'm a man of words. Yes. <laughs> okay, before I fall off this cliff that I feel like I'm about to fall off because it's late. It's not late. It's just, it feels, whatever. Uh, this is part two of the show. I ask a guest to bring in an item of significance. As I said, they explain what it means to them. In some cases, why you might like it too. So Malia, what have you brought in to show and tell to share with me and the audience? Yes, so I have here um, a pendulum. Oh. Yeah, so just to kind of give like a visual of this, and it's actually funny, I use this as a prop in a, one of my music videos uh, last year. But um, yeah, so like it's it's one of those pendulums, so it's like on a chain, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it has this crystal, but the crystal is like shaped like a Merkaba, <laughs> which is amazing. Um, if you don't know what a Merkaba is, <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, um, it, yeah, it, it's like um, I want to say it's like a three D like geometrical shape. It's 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 like a very spiritual symbol. Okay. Um, I'm not gonna sit here in front like I know like the depth of what the Merkaba means, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I I do know that it's something that I've always been drawn to. But yeah, no, I brought this because I'm very much about energy <laughs> and this was actually a gift um they say that like you should only be gifted pendulums um but uh, my one of my best friends who's pretty much like a mom figure to me got it for me a couple years ago um and i just i don't know i feel like it's just like something that i really love that i always have around and that i feel like kind of it tells a lot about me without telling anything mm. if that makes sense yeah, I'm big into energy too. I was nodding when you said that, and then I remembered this is a podcast <laughs> and people can't see that. No, I, yeah. I, I, I sometimes feel like I, I mean, I, I'm a big believer in energy based on some past experiences that kind of brought that to light for me. I feel like I, there's still so much to explore on it to to feel like I can really talk about it in a way that like I feel like I yeah. sound like I'm making sense, but I, but I. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Kind of like as we talked about in part one, just like this unspoken energy, it feels like it's, uh, yeah, I feel, I feel it. You can kind of see it. I'm not, I'm not someone who can see auras or anything like, like people, some <laughs> people I can. Would. Or, be so cool. I would be cool. Cause then I'd know how to, all day. <laughs> right. I'd, I'd know how to approach conversations a little bit better, maybe mm -hmm. at the very least. <laughs> and I would run far away from all the people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, which, what kind of people are you referring to? Um, all the people that I made the mistake of getting close to. Ah, ah, okay. For a second, I don't know why I thought you were gonna say like Republicans. <laughs> oh, well, that them too, <laughs> absolutely them. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, no, I, I get, I get what you mean. See, I, I can't, I can't like read auras or anything, but I, I, I uh, I'm into sound makes me sound like I'm, it's fake or I'm a hipster, but I'm very into energy. I, I like. Yeah, and I. That. It's funny because like I. I don't know apparently this is like a basic bitch thing now like I don't fucking know like, like I was talking to my friend the other day she's like you're such a basic a trolley bitch I'm like what I thought I was unique she's like no like this is you're just you're the girl that always likes talking about horoscopes and the chakras and the fucking what mercury's doing and like what your sign like um but I don't know man I've just been into this shit my whole life I've been drawn to it I, the fact that it's like trendy now is like funny to me because I'm just like okay but it's also cool like because I don't know if you're drawn to that like it's dope you know what I mean like I feel like <laughs> people are getting exposed right now like whether it's in a good or bad way you know what I mean um mm -hmm. and I think that's one of the positive things about what's been happening is like yo like all this fucked up shit is happening but at least we know whose side 
or who's on whose side. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. Like that's been made abundantly clear. Like when it comes to, you know, even just beyond like political shit, like literally in terms of like who the fuck cares about you. You know what I mean? Because I feel like, you know, during COVID and, you know, everyone deals with this shit differently. But I feel like if you were really about somebody, like you would have found that out during COVID. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, spiritually, spiritual, spirituality and stuff. I can't talk anymore. Yeah. About that point. We can, we can change the word. We can say it differently <laughs> if we want. It's my show. <laughs> no, nah, I just, I, it's, I feel like that's another kind of thing that the media puts in a certain light and sometimes it's negative, like mm-hmm. how spirituality is portrayed. Like Marianne Williamson was one of the democratic candidates and she was way more on the spiritual side. She's a humanitarian and mm. it kind of felt like just, just like social media. I mean, they, yeah, social media, they're just, they can do what they want. People can like make little yeah. harmless jokes, but kind of putting like, you know, people who believe in more just the spiritual side of, side of things, making them seem like it's some like, not dark magic, but like witchcraft kind of thing. It feels mm. like mm-hmm. that's not cool because it's not, it's not like that. It's, it really is, you know, I don't, I'm not going to be able to quote it, but there's some thing, some quote or some graphic that just has the lines on it, which um, kind of explains different how life goes, I guess, uh, to put it vaguely in, in mm. different terms of religion, like how, Buddhists would look at it, how Muslims would look at it. And it's just like, yeah, I, I'm doing a terrible job of explaining it, but no, 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 it's essentially, it's like just the, <laughs> the interpretation is the same, but just everything, you know, how it's like read out is, is what's different yeah. about it. But the you meaning is the same. And I, these, yeah, yeah, a lot the, of these religions are the fucking same. Right. Dude. Exactly. Like, like. It, the, the thing I'm referring to, it had to do with like karma, like shit happens was one of them. Uh, damn, I really don't remember any of the other ones. But <laughs> but yeah, it just kind of like um, expressed it in different ways, but it meant the same thing. And I feel like spirituality is kind of the same thing. Like, you know, it's like you give, you get the kind of energy that you give. It's kind of the same thing. Like treat the way you treat others the way you want to be treated. And, and just, you know, I it, it yeah. makes a lot of sense. And I feel like in a way growing up, catholic being raised catholic kind of helped me realize that a little bit that it's yeah, it's I was all catholic too bro like, yeah that shit sucked <laughs> like, uh, yeah it was no i i um <laughs> it was like they're like too intense with their shit i'm just like this really? this is true this wrathful ass god yeah it's it's ba- it's because i don't want to go to church at seven in the morning every day right yeah ours was nine it was a little little bit better than Yo, my seven. grandparents were od od it's just it's just it's built it, it, the way that that or the the generation that i am in or that we're in the, the era that i grew up in it just felt like it was all prefaced upon like guilt maybe not on purpose mm-hmm. but it just felt like don't do this or it's a sin i don't want right. to get into it too much but but yeah it's no, uh no, I totally hear you. at the same time i feel like it, it did kind of give me a, a at least like understand that perspective and mm-hmm. relate it to how i no, kind of wanted to, to view the world absolutely and i'm not saying like oh my god catholicism is the word you know what i mean like all of these and this is why i say like all of these religions are rooted in one basic concept and i feel like spirituality embodies that mm. um and that's all I need. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't like, feel like it really puts a name on it per se, or or like yeah. a, a figure, because some yeah, a figure in front of it, which yeah. is totally I fine. I feel like I need to make that clear. I, I, I mm-hmm. think, yeah. No, 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 absolutely. Like, yo, know, I'm not gonna knock anyone for what they believe in. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I can only speak from my personal experience. But with that being said, like, I need to start meditating again. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I. I that shit was beautiful when i did it but it's just so difficult to to detach from very true everyday bullshit it's hard to it's hard to turn off it's definitely hard to turn off i i'll probably meditate like once a month and when i do it i'm like wow i really gotta do this more and then a, a right later, and then I'm you like, just like fall it. into the daily yep yeah mm-hmm. at the very least Always i'm I'm, I'm making a a concerted effort to just stretch more because that's almost kind of um that's a big meditative yeah, yeah. In, in a way absolutely so, Absolutely. so yeah. So do you find with this pendulum, is that something that kind of helps you into a 
uh, introspective, meditative, calm state? Is it something that yeah. you actively use or is it just something that and, just kind of stands on its own as a... And that's the thing that I wanted to mention earlier that was funny um, that you say that because I don't actively use it intentionally. <laughs> it's it's more like symbolic for me. Um, mm -hmm. Pendulums. <sighs> this is a hard thing with pendulums, man. Like I used to use them, but the thing with that is if you want to use a pendulum, cool, right? But you got to understand what's going on when you're doing that shit. Like, you don't know who the fuck you're talking to or asking questions to. You know what I'm saying? And, like, it, it's just like playing with something that can be a little bit, like, not in your best interest. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like if you're using a pendulum, you got to be making sure you're on your shit, like, spiritually, mentally, physically, like, you know what I mean? And, like, your, your space, you know what I'm saying? Your frame of mind, um, like... I don't want to use it until I'm in, like, I know for sure I'm in that space and I cannot be fucked with by anyone then or any like energy, any outside energy that isn't good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, Cause like I said, I've had experiences where it's like, okay, you're asking questions, but like, who's actually answering, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um. So yeah, I, I don't use huh. it, but yeah, I don't know if uh, any of that made sense. No, it did. It did. I I guess I don't really know much about pendulums. Pendulums. And, and so, okay, yeah. And I was gonna say like, um, <laughs> I guess I should probably should have prefaced that. I just assume like everyone knows what the fuck that that's for. Um, but yeah, basically, um, pendulums can be used for a couple things. I'm not like an expert, you know, but one of the main things um, that they can be used for is like as a guide, right? You can answer. You can ask yes or no questions. Mm -hmm. right um when you're asking these yes or no questions like basically like standard practice you you have the pendulum right in your head you think of a question that you know the answer to is definitely yes right and once you think of that the pendulum will start moving in a certain direction mm -hmm. that direction will then from then on represent the yes and then obviously the other direction would be no you would ask you know the same thing the question you know the answer to is no turns in that direction cool then you ask questions you know that can be yes or no answers or like you can't be asking like complicated questions you know what i mean because it's either it's two directions right right <laughs> um and there is a neutral direction actually as well sometimes it'll just swing like it'll go in a circle right go in a circle left or just swing like so but, yeah I'm... so it's funny like because go ahead sorry no, I was just going to say, I mean this in the most respectful way, but it's like a, a magic eight ball that's, that actually works and it's not a gimmick. No, <laughs> no, no, yeah, no, it's definitely like, um, and it's funny because people always, and this is, I don't talk about this often because like I said, it's like some people are like, what the fuck is this bitch talking about? Um, but like, I'm just being like, like I said, my experience is my experience and like, I've used it in front of people before and they're like, you're spinning it. And I'm like, dude, I'm not touching anything. <laughs> like there's, I've been into like a crystal shop before where like the lady, like she had a pendulum, she picked it up and it was like swinging, dude. It was like huge. Like, cause sometimes it's just like a small, you know what I mean? Movement. Mm -hmm. um, like when it hangs down, you know, cause you know, gravity, whatever. But like she had this and it was just like spinning in circles. It looked like, um, one of those things at the fucking state fair, you know, that like spins you around and you're like in the air and everyone's in the chair and it's like going in circles and that yeah. high and shit. It looked like that. And I was like, who the fuck are your ancestors? Like what's going on right now? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so basically it's just used as to help with guidance. Like think of it as like it, uh, a version of like almost like tarot or something like mm -hmm. that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, which I also don't really fuck with. But um <laughs> That's that's basically the gist of it. So. That ma that makes that makes a lot more sense now when you say <laughs> that it's like something you have to be in the right frame of mind because yeah. you might maybe you hear an answer you don't want to hear that could fuck with your mental. Yeah, that, or you could be yeah. subconsciously trying to think the answer that you want. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. Instead of being receiving. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like I should have said this at the very beginning. It's like you know, like in fucking Charmed, or like if you ever see a witch and she's in front of a map or whatever the fuck, and she has like the little thing in her hand and it's like waving and shit. Yeah, hmm. that thing. <laughs> I think that's really cool. To each their own, essentially. I mean, I, I I don't knock that at all, and I think it's really cool to learn about new things in general, but also just yeah, learn about like what people like to tap into to try to better themselves or learn more about themselves. I think that's really dope. Mm -hmm. 
Cool. Before we end off the show, to segue into the last part, very, very brief part, this is a, this can be fun. Um, well, hopefully, I mean, I hope it's like, <laughs> that's it. all it is, is fun. Um, I'm sure it's going to be. I think so. I mean, it's up to you. It's up to you, really. No pressure. Yeah. No pressure. <laughs> this, is the, this is the part of the show where I ask the guest, what is something that you did not learn in school? And it could be literally anything that you did not learn in the traditional sense. It could oh be, it could be, you know, we've, we've covered a lot of the spiritual angle, so you can keep on that vibe if you want. Uh, it could be a cooking tip. It could be just a life hack that you might've picked up on, uh, what's it called? Buzzfeed, something like that. Yeah. Anything, anything at all. Yeah. What is something that you didn't learn in school? That's so funny because this is not spiritual at all. <laughs> and I'm pissed about it. Like, I think I think about this all the time. I say it all the time. Why the fuck was there no class that taught you about credit, taxes, mortgages, <laughs> fucking, yeah. like, what the actual fuck? I remember fucking Y equals MX plus B, but, like, could I tell you what fucking APR means? Probably not. I don't know what that means still something to do and, with and i know what it means but like you know what i'm saying it's just like it's it, i get so frustrated about it i'm like dude i would be so in like a completely different place if, if i had known about any of this shit before i graduated like seriously. you know what i mean no seriously <laughs> I, my... I, but then i'm like and I, i've asked this my friends but like i said i literally talk about this all the time and my one of my friends was like yo like they teach that sh- they teach that shit in private school and I was like, mm. oh, word. You mean the private schools that cost like $50,000 plus a year? <laughs> oh, right. this is now all starting to make sense. It's a fucking setup. <laughs> Ooh. So that's yeah. why I'm always just like, yo, all of this shit is bullshit. None of this shit matters. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, no, I, I 100% it's agree. It's all a fucking setup, like for real. Yeah, my senior seminar class in college was four weeks of the semester. Um, We covered, and it was one class a week. So it was literally four classes. And looking back, I wish they had taught us, you know, I was a digital media major. I wish they had taught us stuff about like how to file taxes for freelancers, how to, you know, just like general invoice best practices and just stuff like that and yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure so mm-hmm. since, since that was lacking in, in your education what what is what did you pick up that you would want to share because it's funny you mentioned the the credit thing peter cooley who was on the show um sometime in the past obviously in the past he mentioned <laughs> his tips on how to get good credit like a good credit score oh, wow. and it was very helpful so if you'd like to give a refresher on that or if there's anything <laughs> else that you might have picked up feel free to oh man don't drop ask me it. about credit i am not the one i don't know how i <laughs> how I got where I am, but oh no, no, no. <laughs> okay, so if people want um, to know what not to do, they could hit you up. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I'll talk you down any day, you fuck. No, don't get credit cards, <laughs> it's a trap. <laughs> Just operating cash, bro. That's um, fair. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, I guess uh, a tip for something? Is that is that what I'm? Yeah, I mean, that could be the tip if you want. We don't have to think too yeah. hard anymore. We could we yeah. could just end it off here if if, if you cool. uh yeah well, let's just end it off there yeah, yeah. basically <laughs> just um yeah no that's a good tip my mom always tells me to keep cash on me so so let that be the note to end off the oh, show yeah. with. always my keep some cash on you me. she's like yo needs to, like <laughs> yeah I don't I don't I think, listen I think to she it has a bunker well, or something yeah. now <laughs> <laughs> she's like the way she's been talking she's like stock up stock up you, you know it's Get, make sure you have cash, Malia. You, you start investing in gold. I'm like, ma. <laughs> like, it's, it's because she loves you. <laughs> that she does. Thank you, Malia, for joining the show. It was a good time. I know we're both a little, we're, we're running on empty, but I appreciate you taking the time <laughs> to chat with me and I hope the audience enjoyed it. If they don't, uh, we're going to, I'm going to throw hands. Bye. <laughs> Where can people find, wait, no, don't go yet. Where, where can people find your music? I was telling the haters bye. Oh, bye. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. We're, we're on the same page then. Where can people yeah. find your music and everything else that you've got going on? Yes. Um. Yeah. So you can find my music um, anywhere for music and streaming. Um, I'm on Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, SoundCloud, Bandcamp to come for sure. I have an EP coming very soon release date tbd but soon <laughs> um and the name of the 
uh, project is Supernova, so keep an eye out for that. And um, if you haven't already, check out the two singles I have off of the project that are out. We already featuring Mason, um, as well as my newest one again. Um, I'm dropping a lyric video for that one on Friday. And yeah. Don't. Thanks for listening. Yeah. So as always, you can find those links at the show notes, which are at soundcloud.com slash let's show and tell make sure you go follow malia go check out her music stay tuned for the ep as she said from us if you want to follow us we're at let's show and tell on instagram and twitter we've got spotify playlists everything relevant that's going on with us you can find at the link in our social media bios if you want to give us a rating and review on apple Podcasts, that'd be dope and very kind of you it's cool to be kind most important thing if you like this episode and if you like malia's music as you would with anything you enjoy share it with a friend because sharing is caring. Peace.